Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Impact Today. Uh, my name is Mark. This is my wife, Victoria. We are evangelists and ministers, teachers of the Word of God, and we are happy that you have joined us. Uh, we want to encourage you to visit our website, impacttoday.tv. Also, you can go to our YouTube channel, which you can find at our website, and you can find not only this episode, but many others. Uh, and you can watch them all on demand. Uh, you can also f- uh, listen to this show on, on podcast. Feed your faith. Starve your doubts to death. At the YouTube, you know, subscribe, like, and share. Tell others about this so more people can hear these life-changing truths from the Word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. We are in the middle of uh, teaching um, on the seven realities that will elevate your faith. And uh, it's been great. I I just know for myself, when I got a hold of these these truths, these realities, when they became real to me, my faith went to another level. Mm -hmm. For those of you who heard just now joining us, we would encourage you to go back and listen to them. We've been teaching this for several episodes now. We began by teaching and talking about the integrity of God's Word. And you realize that God's Word is what it declares itself to be. And you act on it. Your life will never be the same. You'll see results. Uh, We talked about the integrity of God's Word. We talked about the reality of redemption. What it really is. What it means for us. The reality of the new creation. That we're not just sinners that have been forgiven now. We are now new creations in Christ Jesus. Real sons and daughters of God because of what Jesus did. Uh, We talked about the reality of righteousness, that we are now, through Jesus Christ, God's very righteousness, that when He sees you, He sees you righteous just like He sees His own Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. That might be mind-blowing to you if you haven't thought about it. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, just think about it. There's so many scriptures in the epistles that say, in Him. Mm -hmm. We are in Him. So if we are in Him, of course, God sees us as He sees Jesus. That's right. We're in union with Christ. And then the fifth reality, if you want to have a higher level of faith, is you need to become very aware of the reality of the presence of the Holy Spirit within you. Yes. Not just something out there, not just a thing, but a person. Not just having uh, a baptism in the Holy Spirit experience where, you know, you spoke in tongues and then you forget about God. No, no, no. You, do, you cultivate uh, an awareness that He is inside of you and He's there to help you. Yes. He's there to help you, strengthen you, counsel you, comfort you, guide you, show you things to come, reveal Christ's glory to you, teach you all things, help you pray. Wow. He, be, he becomes your partner yes. in life. Yes. Amen. Okay. And that brings us to number six. And this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Number six, that is the reality of fellowship with God. Amazing. Fellowship with God. And we have a scripture uh, that in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, but Victoria, you're going to read it out of the Amplified Bible. Listen to this passage of scripture out of the Amplified Bible. God is faithful 
reliable, trustworthy, and therefore ever true to his promise, and he can be depended on. By him you were called into companionship and participation with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Fellowship. Fellowship is the very purpose of redemption. Right. Amen. God did not just send Jesus to die on the cross so that your sins could be forgiven only. That was, there was a reason. Mm -hmm. He wanted to get the sin out so he could live with you. That's right. He wanted to get the sin out so you could commune with him. Because he is a holy God mm -hmm. and light has no fellowship with darkness. That's right. So he had to cleanse us so he could come and be with us. Yes. That's what he wanted. That's right. And fellowship is defined as, out of the Greek word, it comes from the Greek word koinonia. And I'm not a Greek scholar, by the way, but I do know how to read <laughs> a Greek concordance. And uh, the word fellowship there can also be translated partnership, intimacy, participation, sharing, and distribution. It's, it's all of that. And we have been called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus it's Christ. calling. I alluded to this in the last episode, but I'll say it again. I was in a time of prayer several years ago, you know, and those of you who do know me, you know that, you know, we're evangelists and we travel the world and we, we do campaigns where we announce the good news of Jesus Christ and we pray for the sick and people are saved and people are healed. Mm -hmm. Amen. But as I was praying one day, the Lord just really impressed upon me that my highest calling in life is not to be an evangelist, is not to conduct miracle festivals. But my highest calling in life is to know Jesus Christ. Yes. And Amen. actually, if you're listening to me, whether you're a pastor whether you're an evangelist or a minister of any kind, or if you're a businessman, whatever your calling in life is, your occupation, um, that's good and that's great. And God is, you know, hopefully that's what God, you're doing what God's called you to do. But your high calling in life is to know Jesus yes, Christ. Amen. amen. Uh, Paul said, Philippian, he wrote it. From prison, Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, he said, My determined purpose is to know him, Jesus, and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. But notice that first phrase, my determined purpose. My purpose is to know Jesus Christ. Amen. And Trust me, there's much to know of him. He is wonderful. Mm -hmm. He is glorious. And so you go to 1 John chapter 1. We're going to read verses 3 and 4. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you may also have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. And then verse 7, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, 
cleanses us from all sin. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice here, John, he's saying by the Holy Spirit, he's writing, he says, we, we have heard some things. We've seen some things from heaven. We're declaring them to you. Why? Why are we declaring these things to you? That you can have fellowship with God the way we have fellowship mm -hmm. with God. And if you have that kind of fellowship, notice this, truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. So in other words, if you want joy in your life, you must have fellowship with the Father That's good. and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Joy is simply a fruit. It is an outcome. It is a byproduct. It is the overflow of fellowship, of intimacy with the Father and with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, remember what we're talking about. Seven realities that will elevate your faith to another level. One of them here is fellowship. E.W. Kenyon said this, Fellowship is the mother of faith, the parent of joy, the source of victory. Fellowship. Now, I'm going to say something here that's going to be very, if you're not careful, those of you who've been around the Christian world for a while, if you're not careful, you could misinterpret what I'm saying, but I'm going to just, I'm going to do it anyway. If you have a Bible, if you're listening from your home, go to Hebrews 11. This is... I saw this one day and I was like, wow, I kind of knew the principle of it. But in the light of this passage of scripture, um, I found it very interesting. Hebrews 11 is called the faith chapter. It's the faith hall of fame. And it goes through these lists of men and women, starting with, um, you know, the, at the beginning, starting with Abel. And I want you to notice Hebrews 11 Verse 4, it says, By faith, Abel offered to God. And we're not going to read the whole passage of Scripture for the sake of time. Then verse 5 says, By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. Or in other words, he was translated by God. He walked with God. He pleased God. Then you go to verse 7, and it says, By faith, Noah. And he did some great things for God by faith. Then you go to verse 8, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to, to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And it goes on and keeps talking about Abraham. And then it goes to verse 11, by faith, Sarah, stick with me, just follow me with this. And then it talks about what Sarah did. She received strength to conceive seed. Uh, and then in verse uh, 17, it goes back to Abraham, by faith, Abraham. And then you go to verse 20, by faith, Isaac, blessed Jacob. Verse 21, by faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshiped. Verse 22, by faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. He did something he could see into the future because of his faith. Then you go to verse 23. By faith, Moses, 
was when he was born was hidden three months by his parents. So it's actually talking about the faith of Moses' parents. Mm -hmm. Then verse 24, by faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And then it begins to talk about the exploits that Moses did by faith, what he did. Then you come to verse 29. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea. That's still Moses. Then verse 30, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. That's reference to Joshua and his ministry. And then you go to verse 31. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe. She received the spies with peace. Now, that's all the way to verse 30, 31. There's only 39, or there's 40 verses in this chapter here. All the way to verse 31, it talks about the faith. The faith of Abel, the faith of Noah, the faith of Enoch, the faith of Moses, Abraham, and, and Rahab, and Joshua. And one day I saw this. Are you ready? None of them, everyone I just read to you, all of them that I just read, mentioned to you, except for Joshua, not one of them had written scripture. Wow. And it, it goes all the way to verse 31. There's 40 verses. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Did you hear that? Romans ten seventeen says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. They didn't have the written word of they God. They didn't have the written word of God. Hmm. In other words, faith does not come by reading scripture. That's right. Faith comes by hearing, hearing. from God while you read scripture. Mm -hmm. There's people who read the Bible, but they read it like they read a newspaper. Right. They read it like they read a magazine and they don't hear from heaven. Or just to check off their daily... To check off their daily dues or duties or whatever. Moses didn't have... The reason why we know that is because the first book of the Bible ever written was Job. And most believe Moses wrote it. Mm -hmm. And he wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. <laughs> he, wrote all, he wrote the first five books, plus Job, plus portions of the Psalms. So that means everyone before Moses did have they had no written scripture. Moses himself didn't have any written scripture. He received it. Joshua was the first person to have written scripture. Rahab didn't have written scripture because she wasn't living with the children of Israel. Right. So the first person to have it was Joshua. However, it must be noted one of the first things that God said to Joshua when Joshua took Moses' place, Moses has now died. God buried him. God himself buried Moses. Think about that. I wonder what that looked like. Yeah, really. <laughs> and now Joshua is now the leader. God speaks to him. And he says this. Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, or as the NIV would say, keep this book of the law on your lips. You shall meditate in it day and night. So when you hear me say what I just said, I'm not discouraging you from the scripture. 
if, if Abel through Moses plus Rahab could have faith without Scripture, how much more should we have faith? Because they, they were just seeking God. You know, God, if you're out there, please work in my life. And God would speak to them and they would hear from heaven. Now we have written scripture. Right. Now we have an advantage that they didn't have. But my point, though, is, as E.W. Kenyon says here, fellowship is the mother of faith. If you want strong faith, it's not going to come by just going to church, mm-hmm. which you should go to church. It's not going to come just by reading your Bible, although you're probably not going to have much faith unless you spend time reading your Bible. My point is faith comes by having interaction with God. When you're communing with the Father, when you're spending time with Him in the Word, not just reading a book, not just reading the Bible, fellowshipping with God in the Bible. Every time you open up, Lord, here am I. Speak to me. Teach me your ways. Give me your wisdom. Impart your truth into me. When you approach God like that, you open the door for the Holy Spirit to talk to you, to work in you, to open your eyes. And faith is born in your heart. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It's important. It's important. There's a difference between relationship and fellowship. Go back to 1 John. Uh, a lot of people don't understand the difference. Relationship is a standing. It's a relation. It's how you're related. For example, my wife and I, we are related in the eyes of God by law before God and people she is my wife. I am her husband. We have a relationship. But our relationship does not mean we have fellowship. But the purpose of our relationship is fellowship. Right. A relationship without fellowship is not living up to its purpose. And so, you know, when a man and woman get married, they get married for the purpose of having fellowship. And by the way, intimacy, fellowship produces fruit, produces offspring. As a child of God, that's my relation to the father. Mm -hmm. He is my father. I am his child. And Jesus shed his blood so that we could have that relationship. So we could have that standing, that righteous standing with the Father. But the purpose of it, the purpose of redemption, the purpose of having be, becoming righteous in the eyes of God, the purpose of becoming a new creature is fellowship. And that's really up to you. Amen. You have to have fellowship. And when you have fellowship, out of the overflow of that fellowship comes fruit. Back to when I said, when we, I, I told you how the Lord really impressed upon me. My highest calling in life is not to be an evangelist. It's not my ministry. It's fellowship. 
It's knowing Christ. But out of that fellowship, the ministry becomes strong, stable, and produces fruit. You see, fruit comes out of intimacy. So that's something to examine yourself with. It. Are you spending time with the Father? Are you participating with Him? Are you spending time in worship? Are you worshiping Him? Are you experiencing the presence of God? If you're not, you can. Yes. Jesus shed His blood, not just so you could be right with God, not just so your sins could be forgiven, but so that you could live in His presence. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Now, look closely at 1 John 1 again. He's writing and he says, we've, we're, we're writing you these things so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And we're writing these things that your joy may be full. In other words, if you're having fellowship, your joy will be full. Then notice what he says in verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. This is a warning from the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. not to walk in darkness. Why? If you walk in darkness, you do not have fellowship with God. Now, that does not mean you don't have a relationship with God. Okay? I have a relationship with my wife. And no matter what I do, she is still my wife. No matter what she does, she is still my wife, or I'm still her husband. But if I'm acting, you know, and ugly, if I'm acting ugly, if I'm acting unkind, if I'm acting mean, if I'm saying things, if I'm not, you know, if I'm treating her poorly, guess what? No fellowship. <laughs> Amen. There's going to be no fellowship. Even though she's still my wife, there's not an intimacy. There's not that fellowship. How do you get that fellowship restored? You repent. You repent. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry, Victoria, that was wrong of me to say that. You're right. I'm wrong. You know, amen. You know, you're if, right. I'm wrong. If you're getting, if you're, if you're getting, if you're getting married, let me just tell you the secret to marriage. Always remember this. I am sorry. I was wrong. Amen. No, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, just because you have a relationship with somebody doesn't mean you have fellowship with them. And actually, you know, you don't have to just be living in sin and do things wrong to break the fellowship. You can just be like ignoring, like not spending that time. I mean, there's been times when we weren't necessarily at odds with each other, but you were doing your thing and I was doing my thing and you just kind of mm -hmm. grow apart, you know, to where you just need to reconnect. Yes. Spend time together. Amen. You know, and that can happen in your relationship with the Lord if you're getting too busy with the affairs of life. Amen. And you don't take that time 
to just sit and be with him. You don't necessarily have like this sin Mm -hmm. to repent of. You just need to recommit. Yeah. And he's waiting for you. That's right. I think we're going to, we're going to get to this later on. Um, but real quick, what if you have broken fellowship? First mm-hmm. John chapter one, verse nine, it says, if, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Amen. If there is something that you know is standing between you and the Lord, you've been born again. You've called on the name of Jesus. But there's this thing in your life that stands between you and Him. All you have to do is repent. Repentance is a good word. It's not a bad word. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's a gift. Actually, repentance is a gift gift. from God. He grants us repentance unto life. And so, you know, all I know is I'm very appreciative of 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. Because if I ever miss it, I don't have to live in shame. I don't have to live in guilt. I can just come to my heavenly Father and repent. You know, there's two figures in the Bible. King David, King Saul. Both of them sinned. Both of them committed horrible sins. One hardened his heart and ran away from God. The other softened his heart and ran to God. God's not your problem. Don't run from God. He's for you. Yes, run to God. Don't let the devil lie to you and think, well, there's no hope for you because you sinned. No, 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 no. Run to God. He is looking for ways to get be with you. Not to be apart from you, but to be with you. And Jesus shed his blood so that you could do that. Amen. Amen. Now pray this after me. Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I confess all my sins I to you. I confess my sin to you. Forgive me. Forgive wash me. me clean wash me clean in the holy blood of Jesus. In the holy blood of I turn Jesus. my back on those sins. I turn my back on those sins. And again, and again I acknowledge, I acknowledge Jesus Christ is Jesus Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is my Savior. He is my Savior. He died on the cross. He died on the cross for my sins. For my sins. He rose again. He rose again. And my life, my life belongs to Jesus belongs Christ. Belongs to Jesus Christ. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for healing and restoration. Thank you for healing and restoration. I am healed. I'm healed. I am whole. I'm whole. I am forgiven. I'm forgiven. I am blessed. I am blessed. All because of Jesus. All because of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you, friends, and hope you hope you visit us next time. Same time, same place. Otherwise, go to our website and you can find all of these episodes on our YouTube channel. Uh, Feed your faith, starve your doubts to death. God bless you. We love you. Bye-bye.